On today's episode of Double Down, Trent, we start by looking back at week number three in the NFL. Tough loss for my Giants. Tough loss for Hughes' Patriots. Tough win for Coulter and Mr. Models Broncos. I don't know what's going on in Denver, but we are ready to break it all down. Plus, we look ahead at week number four. Some wonky lines out there, including tonight's Thursday night matchup between the Dolphins and the Bengals. And I do want to say, for the record, we recorded this on Wednesday night. On Thursday morning, I tuned in to get up and Bart Scott is just preaching everything that I said on this podcast. Remember, I said it here first. So stay tuned for episode number 128 of Double Down Trent. Double down Trent, you might want to tune in. Talking gambling and sports, predicting who might win. Pop culture to movies. Let's start up the combo. Ryan and Aaron, man versus the motto. Keep it authentic and it's always live. So competitive, so you know it's always hype. Make sure you subscribe. Trust you don't want to miss. Going all in here on Double Down Trent. Hey, yeah. Double Down Trent, let's go. This is Double Down Trent. All right, welcome to Double Down Trent, the podcast where elementary school buddies are talking sports, gambling, and pop culture. My name is Ryan. I'm your co-host as always. A lot to discuss. Our teams kind of shit the bed this week, but joining me tonight, our Patriots expert, living in Philly, Bill Hughes. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be here. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of a weird week. Definitely disappointing for... uh, the two teams we support, but also some interesting uh, games, some weird scores, and uh, just definitely curious to see how some of these teams bounce back from what seemed to be some uh, disappointing performances this past week. Yeah, some good games, though, and a few teams that I think, to me, are are surprising. You know, there's a few teams you look at, you're like, oh, shit, this team is playing way better than expected. This team is playing way worse than expected. Let's start with our teams, though. We're fucking homers. This is what we do. I'll start with the Giants. Big Monday night game against the Cowboys. It was a letdown. Offense looked pretty anemic. Defense got pushed around. Worst of all, the offensive line looked like a repeat of the Dave Gettleman era offensive line. Just got absolutely dominated. I do think, though... This is actually going to be a good thing for the New York football giants, particularly our fans. And let me explain. I think we're all getting a little excited, right? We're two and oh, we're facing the Cowboys without Dak. We could win that game. Then you got the bears coming up. So you're looking like, okay, this, this could be a four and oh team. But the reality is we're not really a good football team yet. Like the pieces could be there. You could get a little frisky. We've got a good coach now. But in reality, the roster is still so devoid of talent that it's going to be hard to legitimately be a contender with these teams like the Eagles and the Bills and some of these better teams that are out there right now. So I think in my head, this actually works out. I'm trying to do spin zone here that it's going to be a positive for the team. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you have an opportunity to uh, look in the mirror and say, hey, that's, that's a game. If we were good, we would win. We're not good yet, to your point. I do think there's a lot of positives, but I also think like it, it's one of those, should we be concerned that they've had how many shots at the top of the draft and potentially the thing we saw that was the biggest problem, they had no ability to protect the quarterback and they had no pass rush. And 
I, I think that was probably the thing. I think um, the dude from Oregon, um, Thibodeau, Thibodeau I, I think he's clearly hurt, but he had no get off. Like no. there was no pop. There was no jump. There was, that was like a, like watching any guy you could have gotten that seventh round. Uh, I also thought the right tackle looked like the left tackle did yeah. last year and whatever. And like, I, I, yeah. So I think, I think you're right. Those guys need to look in the mirror and be like, yo, we need to get a lot better, especially some of these young guys. And granted they're young. It's the third week of the season. So like, I'm not trying to say like, go like write these guys off that they can't play in the NFL. But I will say that was probably the most concerning thing to me because like Cooper Rush didn't have that great of a game. That CD lamb drop was obviously would have given him yeah. more yards, but I mean, he only had 215 yards. Um, he looked good. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from Cooper rush. So, but at the same time, it wasn't like they got like torched um, in, in like in the secondary, which I thought they maybe would have a little bit more, but yeah, the, they couldn't stop the run and then they, they had no pass rush and that's going to kill you every day. Yeah. And you really got the main points there for me. Like Evan Neal looked like a rookie and Thibodeau just was a non-factor. So whether he's still hurt, whether he needs to progress, I don't know. You know, I'm not worried about either of them. Like you said too, like, I don't think it's time to write these guys off for Thibodeau's his yeah. first game, Neal's his third game. And that's a tough, that's a tough assignment going against the Cowboys D line. You know, Absolutely. Gregory Parsons, like th- that's a stud fucking D line. You know, I just think he needs some time. And this kind of gets to my bigger point that the team just, we're not that good. And obviously now we're getting right. snake bit with these injuries. Like you got a ton of guys fucking hurt now. Sterling Shepard just roasted his ACL walking on so, that fucking turf. That turf is awful there. I mean, it's just cur- bad it's cursed for sure. It's cursed for sure in the turf. I, I So there's been a lot of chatter about that again, about field turf. Is it safe? Should guys have to play on it? Should they play on grass? I mean, of course, everybody loves grass if you don't want to get hurt at the same time, grass also freezes. And I guess there's technology now to keep that from happening, but like there are still circumstances where grass is not the best surface for playing on. I mean, we've probably both played on weird grass fields in our, in our time that are just not as, as uh, safe as maybe you would think field turf is, but it does seem like there's something about that turf that is just like, it, it just snatches people's careers. Like, I mean, like I, I don't know. It's it, it's too bad for Sterling. I mean, obviously, he seems like a really good dude, and, yeah. and you hate to see how all the injuries. Like, I mean, it'd be like watching Barkley go down again. You know, to some extent, like it's just like when's this guy going to get a, catch a break and be able to play a full season? But um, we saw what they have behind him, though. So there's there's time to be helpful. I mean, Galladay looked great. I mean, I've you probably never seen a guy turn, turn the corner like Kenny Galladay did in that game and win the and the fans were chanting. I mean. Oh shit! Sorry, that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uncalled for, man. Yeah, dude, what a fucking bum! Oh, God. dude, he's such a bum. Like, I can think of a billion better ways to spend seventy-two million dollars. The dude, they can't even trade him. Nobody will fucking take him. They can't even get a seventh-round pick for this guy. And he had a chance to make a play at the end of the game to keep yeah. the game alive, and he just fucking flat out dropped it. No one was on him. He just right in his hands drop so it right you know what reminds me of a little bit ben simmons in philly like it's like <laughs> this guy just like you have to get him out of town like there's no option he's got to go somewhere else or maybe even like maybe even over with the yankees earlier this year where joe uh joey gallo or whatever was uh couldn't do anything and now he's an mvp candidate in la but i almost some guys just they gotta go 
I almost think this is like you got to purge the Gettleman era. Like, yeah, Andrew does. Thomas looks like the only guy really that has yeah. panned out. I mean, Saquon, look, I, I think they're probably going to be in a position where they're going to have to trade him if they keep, uh, you know, losing and he keeps performing well. Uh, but really, who else that they drafted is fucking legitimately worth keeping? Like, you got a yeah. couple of nice role players, but no fucking good players outside of Andrew Thomas. So, that's us. We turned the page. We turned oh the page. You know, we got, I believe, uh, the Bears this week. So it's at home. It's a winnable game. It's a bounce back opportunity. Sure That's is. my piece on the G men. Now, your boys, this is nerve wracking too for you. Mac looked like the way he was leaving the field, like his leg was going to get amputated. Sounds like a very serious high, high ankle sprain, though. So I don't know. Have you heard how long he's out for? So, no, um, I think there's uh, some debate about what they're going to do. Um, I think, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. We maybe did at one point in time, but the Alabama ankle um, and whether or not he would go and elect to have surgery to speed up the recovery of his ankle, uh, which was made famous by a doctor at the University of Alabama uh, who did it. To, I think two had it. I think there are a bunch of guys that had it um, that kept getting high ankle sprains. Um, I don't know. I, I doubt that the Patriots want that to happen. Um, but at the same time, that seems to be kind of the debate. I've heard five weeks. I've heard he's day to day. I would say this, the Patriots are in a zone right now that in, in, this is, in my opinion, this take is going to be if Mac Jones plays or can play that they need everything to go their way to win consistently against teams that aren't bad. So the Ravens, I think, are pretty good. The Dolphins, I think, are pretty good. Those are the two teams they've lost to this year. I thought in that game they had an opportunity at a couple of turns to, like, not lose that game. Like, I thought they could have beat the Ravens if Aguilar didn't fumble. Um, And then Mac Jones threw one of the most egregious fucking interceptions in the end zone that, you know, it's just like the one thing you can't do. So, anyways, I thought there were two situations where they could have been in that game and won that game. And I think the Ravens are hot right now. I mean, I think they're, you know, I think Jackson's good. So anyways, I think the Patriots could have won that game, but if they do stupid shit and they turn the ball over and they get bad penalties, they're going to lose. I think that that's where their defense is good enough to keep them in things. And I didn't think the offense played particularly bad to your point when Mac was in there, him getting hurt that way. um, Part of me feels like he's not as hurt as maybe he looked and like, we got a little bit of a Paul Pierce situation. Here, yeah. He looked, where it's like, there's maybe a little bit of embarrassment of like, Oh my God. Like I literally was being carried by two people <laughs> looking like I was giving fucking birth in the, <laughs> on my way to the locker room. Um, like what the fuck dude. I, and that's where like, I, I mean, again, I had some harsh takes on Mac. I feel like after the game via text to my dad and other people where I was just like, I can't take, I think he's soft. Um, and that that's not fair, everybody. But like then, like I think Rappaport was like as tough as they come, and I'm like, give me a fucking break. Like, who paid you to put that out there? Like, this guy's not as tough as they come. But anyways, I don't know. I, I think the Patriots are in a weird zone right now. They're they're headed to Green Bay without their starting quarterback, and I think they were open as a ten and a half point underdog. So clearly, Vegas doesn't think that they have anything to bring to the table at this point in time if they're double digit dogs to a team that's good, but not great. Um, so why? Well, yeah, we'll see. I, it, it's going to be week to week with them. They need to get the offense better. Uh, you know, I think Orlovsky said today, like Max frustrated, confused, unsure, some stupid shit. 
I'm like, that's where they got to figure that out. And I think we talked a lot about it early, about whether that part of their off-season plan to bring in Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and have them both um, run the offense, whether that made sense and how that transition was going to go. I think I knew that it was going to be a little bit bumpy, but it doesn't seem like it's where it needs to be at this point with the quarterback part of it. The rest of the team, I mean, I think that they're fine. I, they can't seem to run the ball really well, but their offensive line's kind of weak. So, um, yeah, we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting year. They, they, I mean, they could have the first pick or they could sneak into the fucking playoffs and lose in the first round. So, yeah. I mean, look, their defense get put up a lot of points last week, but Lamar's playing at a whole different level. I'm not concerned about their defense. What I will pose to you, and this is something to chew on, without Mac, let's say Mac is out five, six weeks. Let's say yeah. you go two and four. The offense is likely going to be a mess, right? I don't even know. Who's your backup quarterback? Is it Hoyer still? So we got Hoyer and we got a, a, a rookie, Zappy, um, which is a possibility. But I think they're going to go Hoyer knowing knowing yeah, how they normally handle things. Do you yeah. think this will work out better for you guys in the long run? Because I feel like without Mac, it's going to expose the offense, particularly Judge and Patricia. And then mm. this clears the way for Bill Check to bring in Maybe Josh McDaniels back after he gets fired from the fucking Raiders. He's not getting fired. No, I think, I mean, I'm surprised that the Bill O'Brien thing didn't get more legs. That makes me feel like Bill O'Brien didn't want to come back. Um, Cause I can't Why imagine that. Alabama. That, no, it's a fair point. I mean, they've got the, he's got the best quarterback in the country. Um, they're not as loaded as they've been in the past at the skill positions, but they've got, yeah, they got plenty of dudes. Um, no, I, I, agree, I agree. So I, that's where I don't, yeah, I don't know who that would be necessarily. Um, I, I am interested to see how, if he takes over, I think we talked about that too before in terms of whether or not Bill just says, you know what, fuck it. I'll run this shit and I'll call the plays. Yeah. Um, I could see, I could potentially see that happening, but I can't imagine that that happens. And both those guys like stay on the staff somehow. So like that means he, there probably have to be a little bit of a bloodletting and like get rid of one of those guys. Um, which I don't know if he'll do that either. So I think this lasts for at least the season, knowing his track record. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I, they've looked good at times. Yeah. I, I don't think they've looked bad, you know, the entire time. And, um, but yeah, they, they just can't do, they can't make two horrible turnovers. I mean, like with opportunity to score, it's just, it's going to, it's going to kill you every time when you're not that good. They don't, they're not good enough to make up for that. Like that's, that's where they're at. Point. Yes. They're like, just, you know, you can't, they can't make up for the other shit that when you're really good, it doesn't matter. Right. Like you could take two stupid penalties and throw the ball. Like, I mean, I thought the Bengals and against the Steelers was a good example of that week one. Like they never should have even been in that game. Like they lost, but they never even should have been sniffing right. around with how many picks Burl threw. But at the same time, I think they're good enough. Or maybe the Steelers are bad enough um, where they're, that's just going to be something that they can do. So I don't think Fair that's enough. good. Let's stay with your division, though. Great game between the Bills and the Dolphins. Ghost of Tua coming back after the concussion or whatever the hell they're saying it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wild. But then the Bills had a shot at the end to really come back. I saw a breakdown. I forget who it was, but like that last or second or last possession where the Bills are down the goal line. Josh Allen had the dude wide open on that little, you know, flat route. He just short armed that throw. So, yeah. you know, reality, the Bills probably should win that game. Um, they're still a juggernaut, but like, damn, man, I'm kind of surprised the dolphins 
hung in there. I mean, they're, they're a good yeah. team, obviously, but shit, I didn't expect them to beat the bills. I, I, I wasn't surprised that they won necessarily because of the fact that like, I, I do think there's just an insane home field advantage down there this time of year. And I think we saw that with the bills, both a little bit mentally and definitely physically like Diggs was like cramping up and, you know, we, we played in a place where guys got full body cramps yeah. uh, from, from being dehydrated. And it's a real fucking thing. Like, I think some people are like, Oh yeah, I've had a cramp in my calf. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like you can't move. Like if you, if you go full body, it's over. And when guys start to go down that road and you've got both legs or multiple muscles, like you just can't perform in an NFL game at an NFL level. And I think there was definitely some of that that happened. I think, I think the dolphins are tough. I mean, I think they've, they've got a good DNA. They've got a good, I like the coach. Um, I like the team. Uh, I think two is tough. He's played through injuries. I don't, you know, I, I don't think that they're going to blow people out, but they're going to hang around. And I think that's where I, I do agree. I think that that was more of a bills lost the game than the Dolphins won the game, but they were, they weren't going where I thought the defense played well. Um, I, I, I keep being surprised by their, the, their defense holding up and, yeah. and some of the things that they've been able to do, obviously, um, uh, Zayvon Howard, who's the, yeah, the corner, yep. right? Um, yep. yeah, beast. Um, and, and like, I think they've got dudes that really can ball. So yeah, man, I, I it was a fun game. That was one of those great, like not high scoring. Like, I mean, yeah. I think everybody, I think the over was 56 and a half, yeah. like something like that. Uh, the game finished at 40. I mean, like, you know, it's one of those games where it's like you, you go in, you think it's going to zig and it zags and that's where the NFL's uh, at its best. And you, you saw Josh Allen too, like just exhausted. Like, I mean, it's just shot. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, that, that was a great game. And I mean, I think we see what the, at least the, the Sharps in Vegas thinks about what that game did to the Dolphins, even though yeah. they're three and oh and one. I mean, they're a road dog uh, on Thursday night this week. So yeah. Bananas. I will say, Talking about the full body cramp. I had never seen that before. I've seen guys go down no, never. with like never. leg cramps. Yeah. I've seen that. And you're like, you can't walk. When I saw the first full body cramp, I thought the guy was having a seizure. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Is this guy dying? Yeah. It's Seriously. insane. It is. Yeah. Holy I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I think that's where, you know, some of these games down there in the South and yeah. then it's the opposite for Miami though. Cause then if they have to go to Buffalo or New Winter. England, in December, those guys are like, what the heck? You know, they yeah. walk off the plane and it's, uh, maybe we need to go back home, boys. Yep. Well, we don't have uh, Mr. Model or Coulter on tonight, the Broncos fans, but man, oh. I just, I know they won. I know yeah. they pulled out the win, but holy fuck, they yeah. look so lost. Russ is just living in Mars. And then yeah. all these weird things that he's posting on social media now, I, you, at some point you got to think that he's going to turn it around, right? Like he can't just, this offense can't be that bad and hack. It can't be that bad of a coach. Right. I would agree. I think that was what I thought was going to happen a little bit in this game. I think the Niners defense is good. Um, I was expecting the Broncos to, to, to look like they had their shit together a little bit more and they definitely did. Um, but at the same time, I think they've got the weapons. They've just got to figure out a way to have a fucking game plan, go on the field and not look like you're panicking five fucking seconds into the game. And like that, you can't get a play call. You can't, I will say it, some of this seems like it's on rust. Like I, I'm not going to put all this on Hackett. I do think Hackett is not 
maybe the guy. I don't know. And maybe that's not a fair thing to say, but like, I mean, I don't know if he's the guy you want as your head coach, given what we've seen in some of his wishy-washiness, but I mean, he could definitely grow into it, but I also think Russ needs to take control and Russ doesn't seem like a take control type of guy. He seems like the type of guy that's, you know, going to sit there and kind of, he's going to do his thing. He's a great player, obviously, um, would never take anything away from him. But at the same time, like he needs to somehow try and like more assert himself. And I think part of that is always in a new system and he doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, and they didn't fucking do anything in the preseason. So like, we're yeah. still like old days. We're still what that was, you know, week three of the, that was like the last preseason game. Preseason, you know? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Like, and so I think some of that shit, I, and he said it, I think it pissed Coulter off the most was, you know, the offense is close and like all this <laughs> stuff. And I think that's, that's where you got to look at it. You've got to look at it and be like, dude, you got to go off script there and just be like, yeah. this is not where we want to be. We sucked. Like yeah. we need to be better. We're going to be, I mean, you can go full Tantivo. Like you're never going to see anybody work as hard as me, but like you got to give something other than, Hey, yo, we're close. And like, we're just an, they scored no points. Like it was, then nowhere close to what they should be with the weapons that he's got. I mean, they've got legit receivers and legit running back. Their offensive line is not great, but it's not bad. They've invested a ton in it. Um, so they they got to be better. They got to. Yeah. I hate when fucking quarterbacks do that whole routine. Like, and I, it's weird coming for me because Eli did it for fucking 17 years, but like he yeah. did the New York media and he kind of was joking around a lot of times too. Like at one point you guys be like, look at it, man, this is on me. We suck. We'll do better. Like, I, I like your Tebow comment there because he kind of has that weird Tebow aspect too. Like, what the fuck? You might as well go say something like that and get people riled up. Yeah, that's that's what I would think. I mean, I would think that that would give them an opportunity um, to like actually see who Russ is. That's where, like, I don't know. I agree with you. I think we're seeing something that Russ thinks he needs to be kind of deal or something that he should be for, you know, the brand and the persona. And again, he's a famous dude, not like, I mean, I can't speak to what that's like, you know, in any way. But at the same time, it definitely doesn't seem like it's winning people over and that they've got a lot of confidence in what he's able to do. So they got to figure that part of it out. And if they do, yeah, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be right there with any of the other teams. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let me give you a little update on my uh, picks. Cause as you know, I faded myself. Yes. However, this produced horrible results in terms of, (laughs) Will this work or not? So I went nine and seven in our pool, which means I really only picked up a game or two on myself. Like if I had won the week and dominated, great, fade myself. If I was terrible, at least I'm like, okay, now I'm re, re, uh, you know, calibrating where I need to be at. Nine and seven, shit, I'm fucking average, even flopping my picks. This is not good, Bill. No, uh, that's not good because now you're doubly in your own head. So you're like yeah. definitely second guessing the second guess. And then you're like, oh, fuck, which guess yeah. am I on? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, you're a triple like, stamp and a double stamp. And yeah. it's, you're all fucking. I'm going cross eyed yeah. no, at the fucking board. That's why you just got to look at the board to me and just say, all right, like, yeah, yeah. I know this. Who's going to, who, who, who am I taking? Don't even think about like who should be this, be that. Just fucking pick it straight. All right. Or, or, or or take or take a, take an angle on it. You could say, "Hey, I'm going to take every road dog, uh, or every home dog." I should say. I every, I'm, this week I'm playing it straight. I'm going back to just my gut. I'm putting, I'm looking at some stats, but I'm going my gut. I'm going to see how we do. I will say, I went one and one on the pod last week. The Chiefs pick a lot was a really bad loss for me, but like they fucking lost that game 
on their own. Like they should have fucking won that game. They had a muff punt. They had a couple of bad turnovers, dropped touchdown. Yeah. Like they just fucked me up left and right. Now let's turn to the pool. Our own Mr. Models tied for first with 30 fucking points who yep. in our text chats is saying, I don't know the league. I don't know football. I can't uh, yeah. go to pod right now. Scott, you know, sandbagging. Sandbagging. Sandbagger. Sandbagger. But Classic. I will say this Classic. week he, he gave a good, uh, a good little excuse. He's like, I don't want to fuck up my juju. So I respect yeah. that. Fuck with okay. the that's uh, a fair, fair point. It's fair. Now, Coulter is one behind him at 29. He's uh, in sixth place. A lot, of, a lot of people at top. And then you're one back at 28. So you are right there, Bill. I right there. comfortably in um, 22nd place, but I have 23 wins. So that's all bad. Back you. I'm still alive. I need to have a good week this week and really, you know, come back in this because I could fall off real fast and not one point. Not you're one right. week away from being back in it. Any one good week, and this is going to be the week. I fucking see it. All right, why don't it. you kick us off with your first pick of week number four? All right, so there are some – I'm going to talk about a couple things real quick, but the, there are some weird lines to me um, when I looked at this board. Uh, I thought that – I think there's a lot of fair lines, but at the same time, like, there was some stuff that I really didn't understand. So uh, – one of those being Baltimore plus three and a half at home. Odd to me. I mean, excuse me, Baltimore against Buffalo. I, I can't believe that after the game the Bills just played, that we all saw, we just talked about how gassed they are, how much it seems to have factored into the Thursday night line with Miami being a three and a half point dog. I don't understand how Buffalo's over a field goal favored against Baltimore. Unless the... the Vegas says Baltimore stinks. That didn't make sense to me. Like, I don't understand how that's possible. I can see thinking like Buffalo is going to pass all over Baltimore, but Baltimore's offense is fucking lighting it up and the bills are hurt on defense. So you're right. Three and a half at home. Like that's wild. I thought so too. And that's where it's like, and you got the Ravens have the best kicker. The bills don't really seem to have much of a kicker. And on top of that, like, it just seemed, I don't know, there seems like there's some, I agree with you, but like, I think, so both, both corners were back this past week against the Pats, uh, Peters and uh, I can't remember the other guy, but I, I do think they're healthier. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, they, they've been banged up in certain areas, but I thought that was a really weird one. Um, so I may end up going with Baltimore, but at the same time, part of this is like, am I missing something? Like, that's one of those, like, where I'm double thinking myself of like, am I an idiot here? Like this doesn't make any sense. Um, the other one I really couldn't understand was Kansas city being under a field goal in Tampa after what we just saw uh, with the Packers. I feel like Kansas city is better than the Packers and Tampa looks wounded. They just don't look good. Now can Brady bounce back as a dog? I'll probably take Tampa, but I thought that line was kind of weird. I thought Kansas city would be, Again, at least what Buffalo is getting against Baltimore. But yeah. Again, that one not the to case. me is screaming that Vegas wants you to take Tampa. Yeah. And I, I don't see it. Like they really struggled at home against the Packers. And I think the Chiefs are more explosive than the Packers are right now. And now you're getting them off a bad loss. So in theory, the Chiefs should be fucking buttoning up their ship this week and yeah. everything should look crisp. Whereas Tampa Bay, I mean, I know you're getting Mike Evans back, but like they still, their line is just so shot and they're really going to rely on Leonard Fournette. And I just don't know how you keep up with the Chiefs. That's a weird line in my opinion. 
Yeah, I thought that was strange. But I'm going to get to the last one that I thought was weird because this is my first pick. I did not understand Arizona being a dog against Carolina in any, under any circumstances, unless Arizona's dead. But I'm going to buy in and say that this team bounces back on the road in Carolina. It's not a one o'clock game, which I think is always, you know, part of the the key is these West Coast teams coming east. It is a four oh five. I'm taking Arizona plus one and a half at Carolina. I am currently sitting on the Cardinals. Um, I'm with you. This seems like a overreaction to last week. Like the Panthers look good against the saints. Their defense looked really good. I see all of that, but then you factor in that Christian McCaffrey didn't practice today. So he's a little banged up. If he doesn't play the, this line has got to flip to the Cardinals, right? Got to, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't see how it doesn't. Unless they really think the Cardinals are dead, but like, I just, I think the Cardinals are better than, I mean, I, I don't know this seemed crazy. Yeah, I I don't think they're dead, but I certainly don't think they're good. But there's no way the Panthers are good. Like, I watched them against the Giants. They're not good. So no. I don't see what's happened there. And, like, the, the pressure's big time on Cliff and Kyler right now. Like, this team needed to perform this year. He just got that monster contract. Your division is kind of down this year. I mean, it's not like a stud. Like, the Rams certainly are beatable. The Niners are hurt, and the Seahawks suck. Like this was their opportunity. So this really is their last chance. And like, I think you made a good point about the West coast going East, but the time change at four Oh five, that shouldn't fucking yeah. even play into their, their you know hand at all. So yeah, I'm sitting on them. They're a team I don't have confidence in, but I have less confidence in the Panthers. I just don't think they can do anything. So, yep. Give me the points here. One and a half. Um, who you got? All right. This is a, Buy low, sell high pick. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be controversial. Oh boy. But I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. The wow. Doug Peterson redemption game. The motivation is at an all time high. And here's the thing I actually think the Jaguars are pretty good. I don't think this is a flash in the pan. The fact that they've got a new coach in here has just unlocked a potentially talented roster that Herb just destroyed. Like yes. Herb killed Good. it. And now Peterson's here. He's a, he's always been a player's friendly coach. And I yep. think when these guys go and you were mentioning it uh, in our chats, like Trevor Lawrence, all of a sudden looks like the Clemson Trevor Lawrence, which is what everyone yes. thought he was going to be. They've got some weapons. So you got Robinson ATN in the backfield. You know, they've got, they've got these guys all around him that can catch the ball. So I actually think their offense looks good, but I'm buying this for a couple of reasons. Their defense, they've got some fucking studs on that D line. Now I get that the Eagles are a juggernaut. They're probably the top team in the power rankings right now. But really, when you look at it, they beat the lions frisky team. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. They'd be Kirk Cousins in prime time. Fucking anybody can do that. And then they just beat the commanders who are dead upon arrival. Yeah. I think this is their first test. And I think the Eagles win this game, but I'm taking six and a half points uh, as a cover here. So what do you think? The Doug Peterson redemption game. Oof. So I, I have not decided on this game yet. 
I agree with you in terms of the amount of points and the fact that I think the Eagles have not really faced anybody. I mean, the Lions are good, but they're they're they make bad they they do dumb things. Yes, I do think that this will be. I think this will be the best the best opportunity to see are the Eagles really good or are they just okay? Because to your point about the defense, I was just pulled it up. Um, I think the Jags are only allowing 55 yards on the ground per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, league average is 113. Uh, that's obviously huge. They does look like you can throw on them a little bit, but that's not obviously the, the exact strength of the Eagles. I mean, they want to spray it around, but they also want to be able to run the ball. So um, I can see that being a factor. It also is going to be raining. So the hurricane, and this is, you know, coming to you from your local source, I'll be Jim Cantori out in the street in a minute. <laughs> um, the hurricane should be hitting, hitting whatever the rain part of it. We should be getting like pretty much like late Friday into Saturday and then come and then also raining on Sunday. So there could be some weather involved here too. So I don't know how that plays in, but I would also, you know, I, to me, that means it's going to be a closer game probably. And I would take, I, I would take the points. So I'm, I'm probably leaning jazz, uh, but man, what a respect line from Vegas for the birds. Yeah. Um, and for Jalen hurts and, and everybody that's been involved in, you know, what was an odd departure for Doug and then this, you know, Sirianni hire and kind of what that turned into uh, a little bit of a caricature last year, but clearly they were playing hard. And now, I mean, this team is a top three team in the league. And if you're looking at the Super Bowl odds, which is just crazy to me. Yeah. And I still, like I said, they're, loaded i think they win the east easily and they'll probably compete to win the fucking nfc i think the jags are good like i watched a little bit of their game their defense was flying a fucking round i know people shit on them for taking uh what was it trayvon walker first pick but like he's playing really fucking good they also got devin lloyd in the draft he's a fucking stud and you pair him with josh allen like they've got some guys on that defense that can fly around so i'm hoping they can i mean the thing is, if you let Hertz out of the pocket, that's where he fucking kills you. Whether he's running or he's down looking downfield to makes plays yeah. and extend the plays. With the speed they got on defense, I hope that they can neutralize that. If that line was seven and a half, that's a jump all over the Jags. But at six and a half, right. I think you're gonna get enough people looking at that being like the Eagles at home against the Jags. Like I think the perception too is gonna be like, oh, these fucking Jags suck. Or the Jags. Yeah. And yeah. I'm getting under a touchdown for the Eagles fucking give me that. So that's why I'm going the opposite. I'm going on that revenge pick. So no, I like it. I like it. And and, Hey man, if anybody knows where the bodies are buried, it's Doug. Um, they're definitely guys uh, on that roster that were there when he was there. And so I certainly think he'll know how to exploit some of those, some of those things. The question will be, you know, can they not turn it over? Can they not give up the, the big play to, to Hertz and whether it's Smith or, um, uh, AJ Brown. Receiver. AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And we'll see if either Philly is absolutely fucking legit and they're a fucking wagon or the Jags are legit and they're, they could be making some noise. So we'll see. All right, my man, let me get your key pick this week. All right. So I toiled on this one and man, I, I, I think, I think this is where I'm going to land. Um, because to me, I, I, this is another one. I didn't, totally understand um i'm going with the rams plus two and a half on the road in san francisco 
Monday night football. Uh, I've not been the biggest fan of the Rams, uh, but at the same time, I am not a fan of the San Francisco team for a number of different reasons. Not that I don't like what they can do, but um, I don't know that the fact that they lost that game to the Broncos and like, they just, they, they go into these funks. They have no pulse. Um, I'm taking the Rams and, and the points. Like uh, to me, that's a no brainer. Uh, I don't understand why it's, I mean, it's a road game on Monday night, but like, who cares? Like give me two and a half all day. I thought this was wrong team favored. Like, I don't yeah. see how you watch that Niners Broncos game. And we're like, all right, this team is clearly better than the yeah. Rams. Like that makes no sense to me. I, I mean, it just doesn't look like Jimmy G is all the way invested. Maybe that's just because he didn't do anything in the fucking preseason. Or, you know. well, I, I did just what he looks like. I think he doesn't <laughs> have a fucking pulse. There's yeah. no juice. It's just fucking boring. It's like, yeah, no, I'm, I, yeah, he, and well, the concerning thing too is he's not even looking Debo's way. Like I saw a couple of clips on on Twitter where Debo's just wide open, and Jimmy didn't even go over to him. Not even like it was like you know Debo was the third look on the route. I mean, he's just not fucking going over to Debo right now. So I think the Rams can put up way more points than these these Niners team can. Uh, and I actually thought you know, like I said, I said earlier, the Cardinals are pretty much dead right now. But I thought the Rams got a good win last week. Like they showed the kind of you know. Have a strong yeah. defense. They can do enough on defense to slow teams down. And the Niners offense doesn't scare me. Like no. two and a half points, I'm getting two and a half. And the, the other thing I like about this too, a lot of these primetime games have been low scoring, close affairs. So yeah. if if I'm even unsure slightly, I'm just going to take the team that's getting the points. So I like that pick yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a bunch of picks on the board that are that are interesting. One I did want to ask you about after we get to uh, – maybe we can go before you're keeping yeah, it. Yeah, let's get in uh, and, may, and maybe your key pick is, is this game, so you can then tell us. But the Giants getting being a three and a half point favorite uh, against the Bears seemed surprising. Yeah, uh, it is not my key pick. It is surprising. Uh, I just think the reason for this is that the Bears are not a full offense right now. They've thrown the ball okay. like thirty times all fucking year, which is like absolutely outrageous. They lost Montgomery. I don't believe he's playing in this game. So they've got their backup okay. running back Herbert, who's who's just you know fine player. But yeah. I do think like, it's similar to that Rams game. Like I just think there's not a lot of talent on the Bears roster. Where you're like, Ooh. how how are these guys scoring? Like the Giants' defense against the Cowboys, they got kind of pushed around when it mattered. But they really, yeah. I mean, they held them in check. Like it's not like you know these guys ran wild, put up a ton of points. And the Giants' defense all year has been playing pretty sound. I just hate that it's three and a half. Like I wish this was two and a half. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently sitting on the bears, but I, I don't think I've gotten a giants pick right this year because every time I get excited about them, they fucking lose my cover or the spread. And every time right. I'm like, nah, they're done. They fucking win and cover the spread. So right. I can't give a good read in this one, but I do think that number is a little inflated. Uh, personally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, yeah. Jump in. Uh, so that was not my key pick, uh, but my key pick is in that division. I'm taking the Cowgirls. Oh, boy. Three and a half points at home against the Commander Football Redskins franchise. Yep. Now, is this a little bit of uh, what I saw on Monday's carrying over? Perhaps. Um, but I actually think this game of 
two ginger quarterbacks, by the way, which I don't think has ever fucking happened in the NFL. The edge is clearly on the Cowboys. The commander's offensive line is just Swiss cheese. I think they've given up 15 or something sacks already in the year. And I saw the Cowboys D line push around the giants. And I do think as bad as the giants line is, it's better than the fucking commanders. And I watched some clips of Carson Wentz. That guy just looks lost. I just don't know how he fell off a cliff so fast to the point where he is absolutely clueless, but this team has no life. Their whole line is getting pushed around. Their D line is getting pushed around. So can the Cowboys do what they did at the Giants last week and just carry it over? I certainly think so. Heavy dose of Zeke and Pollard on the ground. Let Cooper Rush just make some smart plays, make a couple of throws here and there, and then let the defense take over. Three and a half, I'm not concerned about the hook. I think they run away with this game, so I'm going with the Cowboys. So it's funny. So this game fell into the category of like, again, what the fuck am I missing? Um and that's where I was just like, I don't understand how Vegas looks at this and is like, like this to me is like saying like, to me, Vegas thinks that the commanders could like cover or win this game, which is nuts. Like just crazy to me. There, there's no way that the Cowboys would be, should be favored by the same amount of points over the commanders as the giants are over the bears. Like like the commanders are awful. Like, yes. Awful. Awful. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm with you. It is a I like stupid. the Cowboys. I don't – it doesn't make any – like, I, to me, like, the Cowboys should win that game by 20. Yeah, I agree. Now, maybe it's the division. I know the Skins of Commander football team have played yeah. well in Dallas uh, in the past. But come on. I mean, use your fucking eyes. Carson Wentz is dead. That line is dead. They've got no running game. I just don't see how they fucking can even score. I, I don't either. I don't understand how they're going to be able to muster anything against the Cowboys after they got absolutely just annihilated. I mean, maybe it's a pride thing. Maybe it's a pride thing, but I, yeah, I don't see it. I think they get crushed. So what do we think about your boys as 10 and a half point dogs? Think they can hang in green Bay? I mean, to me, that's obviously a partially a quarterback line, partially a, uh, I think people maybe are feeling, you know, Aaron and, and the Packers a little bit more. Um, but I, I would love to say yes. I'm going to take them, uh, but I have no confidence. There's no confidence that then that they're going to be able to score any points. Like, it, it, I mean, Hoyer, they struggled to score with Mac. They scored some points this past week. I thought they got some things going. That you put in a new quarterback who is a bit of a geezer. Now, I think they're, I don't think the Packers are great on defense. So, uh, though they, I thought they played against Tampa pretty well. Um, I, I think they might be able to move the ball a little bit, but no, I, I'm going to take them plus 10 and a half because that, to me, Bill, Bill Belichick's got to be worth like six points. Like, I, I can't imagine they get blown out, but they lost by more than that to the Ravens at home. So, yeah. I, I got no faith, no faith right now in what I'm going to see, especially without knowing what the deal is with Mac. Yeah, I'm currently sitting on the Packers. I hate giving Belichick that many points. It is a lot. I I wonder if he's ever been that big of a dog while he's been at the Patriots. It looks like it's, I mean, I'm just looking at ESPN. It looks like the line now is down to nine and a half. I don't know. Yeah. Like that seems a little safer. Like if you're like, all right, I feel like that, you know, but 
you know, the Pats have not shown anything this year other than I think a good defensive effort against Pittsburgh, um, which who gives a shit? Like make sure this stays. It's like, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Um, like that's where it's like, I just, you can't trust it. Like they, they could lose by fucking 30. I mean, like, I mean, I think the defense is better than that. I don't think that was bad, but yeah, they're not gonna um, it's just, they're just, yeah, I don't know where they get the scoring from. So I, I think it's prime I guess, to me, like the Packers are up 14 and Patriots have a shot at the back door at the end of the yeah. game. Like I could see that happening for sure. Like yeah, I wouldn't rule that out. And yeah, then lastly, no, sure. how about the NFL just hates London. They give them a game. They give them the saints and the Vikings. Kirk cousins is going to be all fucked up with the times. Winston's all fucked up with his injuries. What a shitty fucking game, but I will watch it's on at nine 30. So of course I'll watch them contractually obligated to. Yeah. I think, I think that the, the moral of that story is it's a game that no one ever would have wanted or given a fuck about watching other than the fans in those two respected places, which they do have great fan bases, both, both teams. So there's people everywhere and they'll, you know, they'll be excited in London, but I, I agree. Like that is not a game that I would have been tuning into. Um, if I had, you know, any sense of, you know, what I wanted to do on a Sunday. And so I think by putting it at nine 30, you know, giving us all a chance to get a little early fantasy, a little early gambling. You know, I'm yeah. excited for it. Yeah. I love the fact that they changed their time zone or the timing up. I love the 9:30 start. Um, so I'm I'm not going to complain about London, even though yeah, this is going to be a dog game. Though the Vikings showed a little bit of something. I thought Dan Campbell probably screwed himself more than anything in the world, and I'll never understand oh. why he decided to do like five of the things he decided to do. Yeah, but I think that. The Vikings, they can be pesky, and I think the Saints, you know, uh, Jameis stinks, but um, we could see some points. I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to go uh, a little early morning coffee in the oak. I love it, Bill. Now, before we go out, I got to give this little anecdote. The wife really put me in a tough spot this weekend. Oh boy! As you know, I love just sitting on Sundays watching yes. football. I clear my calendar. I do all my dad duties when I can especially on Saturdays and overload Sunday mornings before kickoff, make sure I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. Well, we had plans for this Friday night, had to bump it. And the wife tells this other couple, why don't you come over on Sunday? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And it's not even necessarily these people that I really enjoy hanging out with. Right. I like them, but they're not my, I wouldn't say these are like my good friends. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah. You kind of just like on a mandate with like the other guy and you're like, all right, hey, how about this? And it's fucking up my Sunday. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I mean, you got a couple of factors that you got to consider. One, maybe he likes football and wants to watch football. So then all of a sudden that gives you that that's a free card. So like then it's like, all right, yeah, me and fucking Johnny, all he wants to do is watch football, babe. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to go Not watch my choice. football. So <laughs> see you guys later. Um, but yeah, I think like, I, I, it's definitely brutal. Um, especially if like, it's like, if, if someone, and again, I'm, I don't want to speak ill of these folks. They're obviously your friends, but like, if they're like, Oh yeah, yeah I don't really watch football. Then you're like, Oh no. Uh, if what that, do I do if that comes out, I swear. I'm just, yeah. You're going to be catching daggers. You're just staring at your phone. I mean, that's probably just the, yeah. the only alternative yeah. option. That you're gonna have. And again, I want to say for the record, really like these, this couple, oh, yeah. we're hanging yeah, out, yeah, of course. but yeah. great people. Monday, this is my time. This is what I live for. I like to sit and fucking watch these games. Got my multiple screens. I got my gambling tickets up. I got it all going. Like, man, a routine here. I know. Brutal, brutal. It is brutal. It is brutal. And uh, <sighs> I've been like, 
I've been in the zone where the Pats haven't been on. So I got to see the full Steelers game because it was on, but like the other, like, so I've been, you know, patchworking it with red zone and, you know, trying to go watch it somewhere else. And like that too, is just a pain in the ass. Like I hate, I hate not being with the games, not being on. I think this week though, because they're in the afternoon and the Eagles are on early, I should be good um, to be able to watch it at home. But I also hate now like having a go place, especially I won't go to a bar if yeah, the, yeah. they're playing at the same time as the Eagles because yeah, the place is going to be packed. Zusha. So let me fill you in yeah, on this. Absolutely. Well, I'll give you one last anecdote. So I've got the uh, Sunday ticket app where you can stream right. Sunday ticket. Yep. Works out well. But let me tell you, I found a hack when it first really? came out. They offered a okay. student price. Oh, yeah, if you had the Richmond deal. Yeah, so I worked it out, right? So somehow it's worked, and it's continued to work like past the time that I should still be in college, right? Like if you're like looking at it, like, oh, this is year five of me having this. I guess maybe if you're – Right. Whatever. So the first two weeks, the app is awful. It's crashing. It's not working. Nothing's loading, right? So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to call them up and just complain. Like maybe I can get some free cash kicked around, right? So I get on with this woman on week two. I'm doing this. And the woman's asking me this question. She's like, well, what's your name? What's your address? What's your account information? And in my head, I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe they're going to find out that I'm, like, scamming them. And they're going to cancel <laughs> my student thing. So I panicked and I just hung up. <laughs> hung up. I was like, I'd rather deal with the shitty service than lose my, my golden ticket. <laughs> I love it. No, you're right. I mean, that is the one nice thing. Shout out University of Richmond. They give you your uh, email address forward for life. Uh, I mean, a lot of places now, maybe you get it for a year. Maybe you get it for six months um richmond for life so uh, it is nice um and i've definitely utilized that in the past for other um discounts and uh shortcuts along the way um so don't don't feel bad about it but at the same time um yeah you definitely don't want to lose that uh, that thing it's like it's like you know when you have unlimited you're grandfathered into unlimited data it's like you know the second you you do one thing and lose it you're like oh god i'll make a mistake the bank error in your favor worked out well (laughs) yeah you know it that's all All right my friend that is episode number 128 in the books we will see everybody next week on double down trend baby look at me look at me your money you know what else you're a big winner tonight i want to leave you're a big winner i'm gonna ask you a simple question i want you to listen to me who's the big winner here tonight at the casino huh Mikey, that's who. Mikey's the big winner. Mikey wins. All right, fine. I'm an asshole, but you know what? You're the big winner tonight, Mikey. You're the big winner in more ways than one.